have that hockey fan in our lives who no matter what subject about the NHL you bring up, they swing it back to the Penguins. Do you hate that as much as I do? Okay, good, because I'm about to do that to you this morning. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates right where you found this. The Canadians survived. They avoided a sweep last night in the Stanley Cup Final by a 3-2 score with Josh Anderson scoring another big goal for them in overtime. He's been terrific, way beyond what his goal total of four for the playoffs would suggest. He's been a big presence, and not just in a physical way, but in terms of being on the puck. And the goal that he scored last night, the simplest way to describe it is he overwhelmed the Lightning. He gained the Tampa zone coming up the left side, used brute force to maintain control of the puck, tried to get a shot off. It didn't work out. He goes behind the net. He passes it in front. Not much happens there, but he picks up the rebound himself and slams it home. It was like watching a right-handed Kevin Stevens. That's what this was. And, again, I don't want to lose my mind here over this. Artie was a 50-goal scorer when he was with the Penguins. This guy is not that. But it was that type of play. And it's that type of player to be that guy that the Penguins could really, really use. I know. Pipe dream. Hope and pray that the Flames are dumb enough to give up Matthew Kachuk. Grossly overpay to bring him to Pittsburgh and whatever else here. It's not something that's likely. If the Penguins are going to get anything remotely resembling a power forward type for the coming season, it's going to be because Anthony Angelo has some kind of epiphany over the summer and realizes that he has to be mean, or at least a little meaner, to make that kind of impact in the NHL. He's got to be a lot more determined. But getting one from the outside, no, probably not. Because if you think about it, oh, let's see. Count the number of Anderson types that you can off the top of your head, just around the NHL. What do you got? Maybe 10, 12, like total? The game's changed. The game's changed. But you know what's funny? When sports change, any of them, the pendulum eventually finds a way to swing back. When the Penguins went all small and fast and skilled and everything else and won in 2016 and 2017, they were the pendulum kind of swinging away from the big bad Kings and Blackhawks from earlier in the decade. And then come the big bad bruising capitals to take the Penguins championship away from them and the big bad bruising blues come along and you know what by the way the lightning are a big hockey team 
the fact that they've got a whole ton of skill shouldn't take away from that. They don't have a whole lot of little guys on that roster, certainly not on the back end. So size is a must, I believe, at this point. The pendulum has swung, but it hasn't swung long enough ago for the talent pool to match what everybody wants. And that's where all GMs, not just Ron Hextall, all of them are in kind of a bad spot because what you had for a while was a lot of GMs saying, man, how did the Penguins get Jake Gensel in what round? How did Ray Shiro do that? Where am I going to find my next Brian Rust? Where am I going to find you know, the next mobile defenseman? That's another big one, the mobile defenseman. Well, mobile defensemen do matter. But you'd like to have your mobile defenseman also be the size of Jamie Alexiak. And that's just not easy to find. They're not out there. I don't know if they're not being developed, but I know that they're not making it near the NHL ranks. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by Fubo TV. The monthly cost of cable is over 200 bucks. Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels. And right now, Fubo TV is offering our listeners a seven-day free trial and 15% off your first month by going to FuboTV.com slash DK. Again, that's FuboTV.com slash DK. This issue is not going to go away. This is important to note. This issue isn't going to be something that the Penguins can wish away. As heartening as it is that the Lightning are going to win this championship for a second consecutive time, and yes, of course, they will win this, you can't ignore the pattern that I just described and that the pendulum, I believe, began swinging with St. Louis winning. Not Washington, but with St. Louis. With Washington, it was more a matter of like it was their turn. And, of course, the Capitals have all kinds of skill on that team. It was the Blues who brought back the Kings slash Blackhawks look to them. The Blues just looked and were so much bigger than most of the teams that they were facing. What the Penguins need to do out of this is to find a way... I mentioned Angelo already. I'm not going to, you know, keep laying everything on him. But they need to find a way to graft some of that size into their lineup. And it doesn't have to be Mr. Super Skill Guy. It doesn't have to be someone who has Josh Anderson's talent. Josh Anderson has always been a guy who's been seen as someone who could score. If he wasn't buried in Columbus, and apologies for the redundancy on that, people would have known about him a long time ago. The Penguins, again, are going to need to get creative here. I've put forth the idea of having Jeff Carter be the right winger on Sidney Crosby's line, rather than Brian Rust. Immediately gives the team a bigger feel to it. Make moves like that. Focus on size as it comes to promotions 
We're giving guys a chance. And when I say size, it doesn't always have to be, you know, you know, the 6'3", 220 that Anderson is or the 6'5", 230 that Angelo is. It can also be someone stockier like Zach Aston Reese, like Samuel Poulan for that matter. Nathan Legere is also made in that mold. Get bigger, get thicker, get stronger. Stop getting bumped off the puck as easily. Stop getting knocked around as easily. That matters. It really does. When we come back, just one question. time for just one question and that's always brought to you on this program by our friends at the greater pittsburgh community food bank where they have rebranded recommitted to how they serve those in need across western pennsylvania check out their website pittsburghfoodbank.org you'll see a video there about a minute and a half long it's terrific sums everything up oh and while you're there you know Feel free to help. PittsburghFoodBank.org. Question comes from FFY, who asks, is a defenseman like Derek Forbort a legitimate option to beef the team up and replace Cody Ceci? Um, No. I really hope not. And take that from someone who has appreciated Forbort's work with the Winnipeg Jets. He is a, a steady player. Um, nothing super flashy or anything like that, but you're not beefing the team up by replacing CeCe. CeCe did a lot of things well for the Penguins, and one of them was being physical. Now, I know whenever we hear the word physical, uh, especially in Pittsburgh, we're automatically thinking of Darius Kasparitis or Ulf Samuelson or whatever, and big open ice hits aren't the thing anymore in hockey. It's all about puck possession, and, uh, making sure that when you do go for a hit, there's a possession-fueled intent to it. It's not just hitting for the sake of hitting. CeCe's really, really good at it. CeCe was a really, really good player for the Penguins this past season. If Ron Hextall is smart, and I believe that he is, CeCe will continue to be a good player for the Penguins for years to come. This is not someone you let walk away. And it's definitely, not being mean here, but it's definitely not someone you let walk away for a a 29-year-old guy like Forbort, who's you know, really a, a bit part of an underwhelming defense in general in Winnipeg. I am surprised that more Penguins fans don't seem to be rallying, at least not vocally, behind the re-signing of CeCe. This is an important player. I don't believe you can just let this guy walk away. This was a nice acquisition by Jim Rutherford. Low-cost and he came in with unfairly 
low expectations because everyone in Ottawa thought he was supposed to be some kind of superstar because he was a first-round pick. In Toronto, everyone's supposed to be a superstar. He got chased out of there as well. He comes to Pittsburgh, and he fits right in. Fits right in, and I say that in the best possible way. He fit in with the culture, with the locker room. Uh, He was a winning player. But again, he also brought some of that element of toughness that I don't know that the Penguins defense core has enough of. If you let him leave, meaning CeCe, you're only going to have to work that much harder to replace that. And I, I, that's that's not a trade-off that I, I'm willing to make if I'm Hextall. Uh, I'm on the phone with that guy and or his agent every day between now and when people can hit the open market because someone will snap him up if he's allowed to go out there. Good question. Thanks for that. Thanks to everybody for listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. (laughs) 